Ladies and gentlemen, this is Unmasked, the Chronicles of Sandata and Romeran. Or was it Romeran and Sandata? <laughs> oh, what was it again? We're <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. by the time we're recording this, we're But so, we, we have the title. We on, have the title. So. I have the art, actually. Yeah. Uh, I have the art. I'm, I'm yet to post it at this time. <laughs> but before we get to all of that, uh, let's introduce ourselves. This is Romeran. You've, you know me from the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And... PWR and MWF and, you know, all those other wrestling ventures. Along with me is my smart Mark Sterling, ABL Anselmo. Yes, hi. And I am from formerly, apparently. For- <laughs> they, what? They kicked me out now. They what? kicked me out. Legit? They kicked me out now. What? Yeah, I'm done with wrestling after work. Bakit? Wait. What? So who's going to do it now? Say that. No, no, no. They're planning big things. I'm actually part wow. of the rebranding. Of- oh, some of your rebranding. Yeah, rebranding. So you're not kicked out. Well, but you're you're behind the scenes. I'm behind the scenes now. So I also, I'm also I also hired an artist to for them for, for the new artwork. Oh, wow! Yeah, man. Look at you trying. And trying. the uh, Oh yeah. Oh. No, everyone's still there. Everyone's still there. You just wow. I just gave my seat to Jude because Jude's my oh, guy. Oh Jude. Oh, so that's that's legit. No, that's real. That's no, no. Real. Uh, Jude is my homeboy. Yeah, Jude <laughs> I, is I our homeboy. I man. see him every day now. <laughs> <laughs> Deserving it, deserve. Yeah. All right. So uh, enough of that. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Let's we, move on. We let's lost. We lost a whole bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's move. Let's move. All right, with, I, I with, got with it. our shop talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this for the first time, although, um, although, yeah, we, we're probably releasing this uh, these episodes week after week. Yeah, we're not, yeah. We're not dropping them in. Not dropping them on the stream like, like Netflix. Netflix yeah. Event. So if you're listening to this for the first time, this is my story, uh, Sandata. Uh, or the wrestler formerly known as Sandata. Uh, in my um, eight years in the business, turning nine next year, and you know, and counting, right? So there's more. The first eight years or so. Originally started because um, I wanted to update everyone and tell the story of uh, how far we've come here in Philippine wrestling, the second generation of Philippine wrestling. Uh, yeah. So the last episode, we were talking about your first match, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, I think... You forgot some stuff that you wanted. Yes. You're supposed to go Dabigong, over now. Dabigong notes, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's about time, you know, you, you started to talk shop with me this time about the beginnings of Sandata training with PWR. So. Yeah. I, I was going over the episode uh, before we came here to, uh, you know, last night. Um, I don't think I mentioned where we train. So... Mm-hmm. A lot of people have joined the boot camp quite once. They tried. Oh the... no, you did, but you didn't like expound. No, no, but I didn't know where. I, did I say oh, where? No, you said the place, but you didn't say like where exactly address or Ayun, that yeah. type. And but... I can say it now because the place is closed. Oh, um, legit? Yeah. yeah, legit. Oh, it's gone. I, I will tell you the story. I will tell you the story. So uh, PWR, in its entire um, lifespan, nagtrain kami in this gym. It's it's a boxing gym and a bakal gym in Bikutan, Paranaque, called Fit Plus. So, if you're going to better living in Paranaque, yeah. you, diba yung sa, ano, sa SM Bikutan, yung street, in Doña Soledad, diba? Right before you enter the main chaos that is better living, it's there. Um, It's it's beside How the ironic. Starbucks and the, and the Mercury drug. And that was like my fucking home for, uh, for wrestling training for five years. Your passion, your passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. We were there because I believe it was the only gym that they found that allowed us to use their ring, their boxing ring, for training, for training wrestling. So it was a rinky dink boxing ring. That's uh, nice of them to you know. It was, you know, it was nice because there's a reason for that. Oh. Um. But first, it was a rinky dink boxing ring. Uh, nung una sila nang train nung, nung batch one, the ropes were still kind of okay, but. Not long after that, um, the rope started to really get loose. Get loose. And then we couldn't run the ropes by the end anymore. <laughs> so that was really tough because a, a big part of the basics in wrestling is, in a, is running the ropes. Running ropes. So uh, was, we've only trained on Sundays because being a boxing gym and a bakal gym, they would have boxing and white tie. So they have a speed bag, heavy bag. All that stuff. Um, Did they let you use those? Yeah, we they let yeah. us use them, and then one time, 
Kasi ginagamit ko yung speed bag. Napapractice ako ng speed work. Yeah. And then, one time, nung Sunday, nakita lang namin na nakadismantle yung speed bag. Oh, Kasi my I, God. Because I think they saw that, you know, I was using it and we were using it. <laughs> and we weren't really paying for it. But we were paying for it. So, in Fit Plus, we paid 100 pesos per per day, per session. Every, so, every one, each Yeah, guy. each Sunday, each person pays 100 pesos okay. to use the gym. And then, eventually, um, so boot camp, the mga boot campers, they paid uh, a 100 pesos training fee to, uh, to the coaches, myself and JDL and whoever else in Crystal. Um, and so they, they would, so it was additional. Yeah. So okay. they so people paid 200. The mga boot campers paid 200, and then we paid 100 pesos, and then that 100 pesos sulit na sulit because um, we would have to stay. I would stay. Uh, I would come in the morning to help train the boot campers, and then I would stay after lunch to, you know, do the main roster training. And then some people, or you know, some people first started coming early. Most people first started coming early, and then when they graduated, they started just coming after lunch. Mm-hmm. And eventually, not everyone came every week, because uh, it was kind of sad. Because um, it was the only day that we had to train wrestling. And back then, I really loved training because. Wrestling, eh. you're doing the wrestling, you're doing the pro wrestling, and then you're finally doing it, and then you only get one day to do this. So out uh, of the week, out man. of the week, and then I know I mentioned in the first episode that I was burned out, but there was a time where I was not at all. Oh no, you did say that mm. when you first started, mm. it was like, let's do this. This is all you want to yeah. do, and then after that, like when it came down to it, you yeah just kind of fell, fell so, off the wayside. Yeah. So I was saying that they were, it was nice of them. You were saying it was nice of them to uh, lend us the ring or the gym rather uh, every Sunday for only 100 pesos. But the real thing there was that they needed us. I say, Sunday, you go to the gym on a Sunday? I would. And then you see a lot of other people go to the gym on a Sunday? Oh, I should keep going to the gym on exactly, a Sunday. Exactly. <sighs> so, not, walang, walang boxing, walang Muay Thai. So, walang klase. Yeah. And then, Nung napansin namin, konti lang, po, konti lang nagbubuhat. So, they needed our revenue. You know, yeah, they needed yeah. our money. Kasi, um, it was around like 10 to 30 people at any given Sunday. So, that's, man, like, that's a lot um, of yeah, money. Yeah, it's like 1,000 to 3,000 3, pesos. Yeah. And pagbagong bootcamp pa, daming tao. Mm-hmm, so, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you got, you know, the boot campers in the morning and then the main roster. They don't mind? Like, uh, the amount of people? Coming? No, they don't. Because we pay them. Okay. And that is like huge. Mm-hmm. So, what? They would get like 2,000 to 3,000 per week, per month. Yeah. So that's like what? Extra 8,000 to 12,000 per month. Per month. So, when we stopped training because of the pandemic in 2020, uh, noong May or June palang, they told us that they, would, they needed to close. Because yeah. nobody could train. And then. Um, Nabalita ako na lang na some of the other PWR guys bought some of the stuff oh, from the gym. At so, least, yun, at least. I know that they didn't quite like us being there because we, we were fucking up the, the ring, right? We were bumping in the ring. We messed up the ropes, destroyed some of the, <laughs> inadvertently destroyed some of the other stuff. Oh, no. But they needed our money. So. It was yeah. fine for them. Yeah, sign it I, I do miss that place, even though it was kind of. Not even ghetto, but could have been better. What an aircon. So oh, no, I, summer I, trainings would be really oh, painful. Yes. Uh I I do miss those days. Um for what it was, Fit Plus was a nice place to train. But would you like let's say now? I know. Would you now no cause um alam mo yun, uh, I, I don't live in Makati anymore. When I was oh, right, when right, I was living right. in Makati, it was a lot easier to get to. Even when I was living in Mandaluyong, uh, along shore, it was easier to get to because I would just walk to Edsa and then, you know, ride a bus. Just straight. Okay. Ngayon, wala nang bus na paano, na basta-basta nagsasakay sa Edsa, di ba? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yun. Um, I do miss having a place like that to train. That was near to me, you know. So, that's enough. One other thing that I uh, remember now is that around this time, alala ko nung first show namin, first or second show, um, a lot of media was covering us. So the one oh, thing, yeah, I, the one yeah. thing I remember was Rated K coming to oh. uh, do a feature shooting and taping before the show started. So, oh, so they did this in the place where you were going to do the show. Yeah, not, yeah. Not in yes, 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 yeah. Like, okay. 
Uh, and daming nangyari, daming coverage nun. We had ABS, rated K. I remember this. Print, like, Men's bro. Health, FHM. Everyone's just yeah. like, first wrestling yeah. in the Philippines? Okay. That was so sayang kasi, you know, it was a time when we weren't good. You know? mm-hmm. we, weren't, we weren't good yet. Siyempre kasi super green. Right? We were just fresh off training. And then people wanted to showcase us when there wasn't much worth showcasing. Only the novelty was there. Mm-hmm. So, parang, wala, uh, I don't know who exposed kami as super green, especially most of us who weren't really, you know, jacked, yeah, bodybuilder looking. Um, some of these dudes got on men's health or, um, yeah, men's health and FHM without looking like, <laughs> you know, true athletes. Um, sayang lang. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you could have done that kind of feature, like, I would have maybe- done it now. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, it's a good thing that the pandemic kind of stopped everything. So, parang when it opened up again, there was novelty again. Mm-hmm. So they focused on MWF. So you know, GMA went to MWF. Um, what else went? Basta and daming the coverage. Yeah. And then now people look better. You know, Fabio is out there looking like a Greek god, diba? And he's a best. He's the best representative to put in front of a camera, diba? I think they discussed this to me on the first day in training. I know why Fabio was the only one to take his shirt off. Ah, and I was like, "Oh, nah, me, me shooting okay. then? No, 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 no. It was just like regular training day, and then they told me because I was curious. Ah. so I asked him. Like, I, I asked uh, Coach Robin on this one. Oh. I told him, oh. why is he the only one wearing sh- not wearing a shirt?' <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." And then he explained it to me why. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, okay, I understand. Okay, because of the body. Mm, because yeah. of the body, right?" So, yun, um, it was funny because, you know, they were asking us to do moves for Rated K. Well, that's Corina Sanchez. Oh, of course. Some of that media would still continue um, long after the first year. But a lot of it was concentrated nung bago pa. Mm-hmm. And it was slightly... Now that I look at it, it's like sign that you didn't come back for... Um, the better years, you know. I think they just saw it for as it is. Like, okay, it's fun. And then when the hype died down, mm. they were like, Meron okay. pa rin naman, pero hindi na yung big, ano, mm-hmm. yung big media. You showed me one of the matches, yeah. uh, which we'll cover in, yeah, another, in a future in, episode. But, bro, I watched it and I was like, damn, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of cameras even. So they were like really covering it. Should have talked about this in the next episode. Anyway, yeah, yeah, no, we will, we will get into that. But you know, moving, moving from that, you know, you were having a lot of uh, media outlets mm. covering you there. Uh, what kind of outfit did you like? Get your outfit ready for the shoot. You know, what was the process like well, getting uh, into the photo shoots? Um, well, uh, dude, um, I didn't know what gear to wear, so all I knew was tights. And then I remember this. Uh, nung bago palang before we debuted, there was someone who found like a tight seller. Pero ano siya? An athletic tight seller. Yung parang ano generic siya. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't even remember the ano the the brand. The brand. Okay. Basta they came in black and blue, so I got black because I wanted to be black. Um, I wanted to be like a Black Panther esque character, yeah. right? So yeah, uh, that was those were the first tights I was wearing. So super generic chopper black tights. <laughs> chopper black tights, okay. Um yung masks naman. Uh first there was a mask that I had rushed uh, for the photo shoot. Okay. So uh the first masks I wore were designed and made. Uh, designed by me and then made by um my ex-girlfriend Cher. Okay. So she knew how to sew and then I asked her to sew. And she took un- like the measurements yeah, of your head, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And una, we did just we just bought this fabric, the black, and then kinigupit lang niya. It wasn't even a real, you know, super formal anything for a mask. Mm-hmm. She just really, um, she just really took that fabric and molded it. And then, no una, we didn't know what to do with the design, so we just took some duct tape. Silver duct tape. No then, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a picture of this somewhere. Um, somebody's. I know somebody. Some one of my friends has it saved because <laughs> it's in the old PWR group, and it was our first <laughs> photo shoots. I say, those were um, the 
early pub mats for the first for the for this show for okay for my debut. But like David uh, used for the for Vendetta 2015. Yeah. So it was embarrassing because just a bit. Yeah, because it was just you know like a Spider Man um eye design, yung yung slot design. Yeah, parang eyeliner niya. And then you put something like out. No, no, no. It was just oh, that. it was yeah, just yeah, that. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm, I'm gonna find the picture and show you. Oh my god, you 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 use yeah, a spider man. Yeah. Um, it was super jobber design. Nah, uh, wala wala kami na ano. And you used the duct tape because it yeah. was silver. Yeah, because of the silver. Okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was just for that photo shoot though. And then when we had time to um, tawag done. When we had time to design or make a new mask for the actual show, which I believe was like a couple of weeks or something after that, na nagawa na namin yung ano yung first mask design, which was um the first official mask design that you saw on a show, which is you know what you saw on on the show on the matches, yeah, on the on the footage and the pictures. So the gold parang parang flame flame yeah with flames. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's the actual debut design, and then Cher made that, and then that was a sentimental one because it held up. It, the fabric was breathable, but it didn't show um my my emotion, my my mouth. No, that was I. Was but it was a nice surprised. mask. Yeah, it was a nice mask because I think uh, you had you couldn't even see mm. your eyes. I mean, like eyebrows or anything. Mm. Unlike like let's say a Rey Mysterio, yeah. you yeah. know, like. He's sad. You could see it. You could uh, see it. Exactly. It was so small. Like, oh my God. This mysterious boy. <laughs> mysterious boy coming through. Uh, so yeah. how about the others? Like when after after you got your um tights made and mm. everything, did others have, you know, made their outfits ready as well? Like did they get um actual professional uh help for Ah, uh, for the tights? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, yeah? Other wrestlers, other wrestlers, or you? Like when you got like further into your career, did you have like? Um. Now, yes. Now people found seamstresses. Okay. Pero well, I guess we'll go back to this when we get to 2017 or 18. Mm, okay. Pero we found this um, athletic wear maker in Baholad or Cebu. Mm-hmm. Cebu ata yeah, Cebu. And then um, you could send them. Designs and they'll print it on compression wear. Oh, so you didn't get aguaho. The 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 newer tights that I had, you saw me in in these new tights. Yes, I did. Yeah, and I like those. I mm. like your attire there. Yeah. Not gonna lie. So yeah, and then people. Because the thing is, these actual professional um, gear makers, seamstresses, tailors, they cost a lot, and obviously not everyone had the budget for that. Yeah. So. Budget to have professional gear made. Chris Panzer had his flown in from the US. Yeah, I did. Uh, Jake, yeah, DeLeon, yeah. Um, Jake DeLeon flies his in now from the US as well. Yeah, his own logo. Even. Yeah, legit gear, legit, legit wrestling gear, so which good. I do kind of wish I would do for myself. I think I, I could afford it now, but uh, it's also a kind of a hassle. Oh, I was trying to bait you in, but okay. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> so let's talk about your debut. This uh-huh. is Vendetta 2015. Mm. So there was another show in mm. 2014 called Terminus. So mm. that was back then when you were st- still a small company. So go ahead, you know, talk about what you were going through, Vendetta 2015. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Um, in ah, no, 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 no. I just wanted to say that in Terminus 2014, I wasn't wrestling, but I was running. Tech. Yes, you had a lot. Yeah, go ahead. I I, I ran. Te- no, it wasn't a lot. I just ran tech. I was the one in charge of the music. I played everyone's themes. So yeah, I I got to dabble in that role. Now uh, I believe Nintendo does it for FBW. Uh, we have actual tech guys for that in MWF. Everyone and, had unique music. Yeah, when you first started. Uh, we used uh, we used real world music. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Tapos na ano kami ng fieldscape. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, okay. the the songwriting mafia. <laughs> uh, they got you. They got you. Okay, yeah. so go ahead. You know, continue more on the music thing. No, no, no. It was just something I did before I debuted, and then you know, after that, somebody else did that. I just messed up. No terminus. Cause there's one time I thought I was doing perfect. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be a perfect show, 
and that I misunderstood one of the instructions for the Jake DeLeon versus John Sebastian open challenge and then actually accidentally played JDL's theme first. Kasi akala ko, siya yung lalabas na una. And then, si Basti pa lang unang lalabas. And then, JDL was kind of supposed to be a surprise. Or oh. somebody, somebody was supposed to be a surprise and I can't remember You who. broke it! Yeah, but something, something happened. I, I can't even remember. But yeah. Uh, now that I think about it, I, I did a lot of roles for PWR, you know. So, yeah, like, count them down. Like, let's say, you were a tech guy, you were a wrestler. Wrestler, coach. referee, coach. You were a referee? Yes. And you guys didn't know it. No, I wasn't following like every yeah, show. Right. You yeah. were a referee. I too. did. I, I refed some shows because I was under the mask, right? So I could take off the mask and, you know, be Clark Kent as a referee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did they give you a name? No. As a referee? No. Uh, Roe Moran, I guess. I mean, people knew me as Roe Moran. I, mean, okay. I was doing the podcast. I, I had a face. I did. Re- I was on TV with the wrestling gods. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were the wrestling gods. So I can't be anyone else, really. <laughs> so the second show now that mm. you did as a wrestler, mm. when was that? Oh, hey. So after that, after Vendetta in February 2015, we had a three-month layoff. Um, and your reason why? Uh... I don't know why they did that quarterly because we made enough of the month to keep, you know, renting the next month uh-huh. and the next month after that. Maybe they wanted to, you know, train a little more, you know, take three months to train. Uh, the next show was Revolution X in no, May 2015. Uh, I know you don't follow PWR as close. Yeah. As but um, Revolution X because it was supposed to be the big WrestleMania show. And I don't actually understand why <laughs> Revolution X happened. Uh, the big WrestleMania show was the fourth ever show. Parang di nila, di nila pinahinta yung, di nila pinalipas yung buong ano. Yung buong taon. Yung buong taon do. Wait, so when did this happen? What? Like, it was May. around. It was May. As in, kaka, kaka ano lang niya. Kaka eight year anniversary the other day. Yeah, but I mean, WrestleMania. Yeah. It's kind of. I don't understand it either. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were doing quarterly shows, and then to me, it was kind of painful because parang, you do kind of want to build up the, the, you know, the callus. You want to get in as many actual shows in front of a crowd. So, parang, um, you do that show in front of a crowd, then you, it feels good, and then it feels like, okay, I can keep doing this. I don't have to be nervous anymore. And then months and months pass until you get to do that other that next show in front of a crowd. <laughs> Three months even. Diba? Man, it took too long. Yeah. That was why some of the stories felt like they dragged. Like I was trying to remember like how long we've been we me and Peter Versasa had been a team. So uh it felt short, but it was actually pretty long because the shows were so, you know, spaced far. How about in between those three months? Were you doing like vignettes every now and then on the social media? Uh, I was thinking because you need to, like, yeah, you need to like. Pr- Maybe pr- I long. was. I I don't know. I think I was. I without on Instagram none. I know I had my Facebook page. I don't remember what I was posting because I destroyed the Facebook page over the pandemic. Oh, there's no more sun data. Yeah. Oh. Nope. I don't know if I can get it back. I should have pulled out some pictures. From yeah, that. <laughs> and damn, some pictures then. But it's from Habacheca's and Anuman. Okay, um, but we were training. You know, we were training, and then our training became a little more legit because there was this guy, this Filipino Chinese British guy wrestler. <laughs> legit? No, that was his no, no. Filipino okay. Chinese. His his name was Chinese. He okay. was from the UK, and he was Filipino. He had Filipino family okay, here. Okay. Okay. So his name was Sosai King, and um, Sosai King. Sounds... He was just actually here uh, a couple of months ago. He had visited for a while. He was here in January. Tapos he left like in April. Oh, yeah, that long. He was here. He trained FPW mostly because he reached out to FPW. Um, the, he never got around to train or you know to doing a session with MWF. I don't know why. He watched the MWF show though, but. Hindi nila, parang, they never really took it far from there. Parang, okay, nice to meet you. And then, wala, wala I don't know okay. what happened there. But sayang no. And dami niyang alam. Uh, he wasn't like a big time wrestler. He probably won't tell you he never made it big. Yeah. But now he is running his own promotion. Like, 
the promotion he used to work for parang folded and parang nawala na kami ng balita about that a while back and then now he's bringing it back and it feels like he's the one in charge of it oh he took it yeah, nice yeah. nice he re- he rebranded it that was he same um, name no different name it's called um wait let me let me let me pull it up right now it's it used to be called forefront wrestling and it's no. now British Kingdom Pro Wrestling. So it kind of the logo kind of looks like NJPW except um there's a lion but there's the uh the Union Jack colors. Okay, okay. So yeah, um he was legit because he was in the business for years at the time and then he also did a WWE tryout in the UK. Get he get got in or Oh uh, no no, he just did a tryout. Shepard, so he was exposed to how they trained people in WWE. That wouldn't be the last time rather that we trained with a guy who uh, would train with the WWE or was exposed to the WWE stats. And JDL, Ken Warren, Crystal. Oh they, yeah, they, they do have experience. They did go to the tryout. Tapos si Sosai or Sai King uh, as he prefers to be called is uh, he trained some sessions with Finn Balor before Finn was oh. um, before he got signed to NXT. Prince Devitt. Yeah, Prince Devitt. Uh, this was I guess he was still with NJPW because he he was with NJPW for a long time, right? So he took stuff or he knew stuff from Prince David, and then he made the training sessions legit. Like he legitimized your conditioning, man. He taught us the real basics of how Western wrestling should be. Dami kong natutunan sa kanya. My fundamentals are from him and Billy Suede, but from him first. Uh, Billy Suede was just with us longer, so I learned from him a lot more. But um, everything that we did in those early years in PWR looked a lot more um, legit because of Society King's uh, tutelage. How old is he now? He's in his late thirties, I believe. Oh, that's Mid still to late young. 30s. Yeah, that's, that's pretty young. young. I don't know if he if he's in, if he is in his early forties just yet. But is he still in active competition? Uh no, he's training. I. I don't. I think he is better. He's focused more on coaching and training. So it's like semi. I, I don't know if he's semi retired. Yeah. yeah, I do know he's trying to get back in shape. Oh, um, that's good. Maybe he's just gonna compete sa promotion. Yeah, uh, I'll, maybe I should get him back to talk about. Uh, to, you know, to talk about the early years again. Better. Um, yeah, think we should do that. Uh, he he's a good coach. He's a good mentor. He's a good teacher. So I'm not surprised that he is. Um, Leaning toward that in his career now. The things I still do today, when I get the chance to like condition people and do a little coaching, I learn from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the basic drills I do are from him. A lot of the basic drills we do are from him. Uh, everything we use to mold, you know, young wrestlers or you know, new wrestlers rather coming to us is all from him. So uh, he doesn't get mentioned a lot. But the foundation of a good number of your Philippine pro wrestlers is because of him, because of things we learned from him. And then he just passed on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because um, because he trained FPW this year, uh, he gets to continue that pedigree done. So uh, PWR, FPW um, lineage, you know. And you can say that we were... We learned from the learning tree of Prince Devitt. So we were like yeah. a branch of that. No. A really small, <laughs> yeah. really small branch. I also wanted to say that it was so good that he came around because he gave us a plan on how to do things. It wasn't, it wasn't anymore just us reading and watching shit on the internet. Tapos Rehashing on the internet. it. Yeah. Okay, I saw it on the internet. I did some of that too, but... I, you know, made it made sense. We weren't like doing 500 squats just for the for the hell of it, right? Um we uh did the other stuff too. We did other bits of cardio too that made sense for what we were doing in the ring. So, um it was really good that he taught us how to train like pro wrestlers and not just train how we thought pro wrestlers train. Was that training like integral to your next match. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's integral to all of our matches. Um about no, I was talking about Revolution X. Yeah, the, 
yeah, the next match. Um, not so much to say. All right, this next match, the the second actual match I had in front of a crowd was at this show at Revolution X, two thousand fifteen, and it was a three way elimination tag team match. Oh, still, so still Dual Shock. Yeah, so Dual Shock, still, um, Fighters for Hire, and then Beer Promdi. Beer Promdi was the name of their tag team. I can't. Oh no. When you when you wrote it, I was like, "Oh, oh I fuck ah, I remember." Okay. I forgot as well. <laughs> I will say though that by the time uh, by May 2015, we already started the third boot camp batch, and then that was the batch where Sina Twinsion, um, a lot of the other people, um, and you, you got know more, of, you uh, got more tags, you got yeah. more tag team people to work um, with. No, not a lot more tag team people. Just you know, a lot of the people that you know today. Was from that boot camp batch. Uh, a lot of people I, I don't really mess around with anymore. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> Pero, um, yeah, it was a mess. They they wanted to book the entire tag division. I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the previous episodes, but the philosophy of the booking back then and for a long time, even now to some extent, was that because everyone was doing this, everyone was pouring their heart and soul into training. And you know, living the dream as a pro wrestler, parang dapat lahat mabuk as much as possible. And because it was, this was the WrestleMania show, um, it was only right that people were booked or everyone, as many people as possible. You were had booked. to, you had to showcase everyone. Yeah, but um, looking back on that philosophy now, I do believe that we should not have tried it. You know, we should we should not have tried that hard, parang. If people couldn't train because of real life, then you shouldn't force them on the cart. Like I say that's just gonna bog down the entire show. And even though you need bodies, it's a lot better to subtract and then you know make it work instead of cram everyone and then try to make that work. Was there an opportunity instead to like do maybe a battle royal? At least like just to no, because conti din yung tao Oh, okay. Uh, at the time, that was batch one and batch two, and then that's, for this show, that wasn't a lot of people. A small roster you got it there. It is a small roster. People left them, but I forgot to mention that pe- that was around. That was after the people who would become who would start what would become MWF left. So talagang nabawasan your roster then. People were you know as many people as possible were being booked, but that still wasn't a lot of people, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was a three-team ma- three elimination match. Um, it was a little more comfortable for me because there were a lot I you said the last time. Yeah, I mentioned the last time that, you know, um, I preferred tag matches because there were a lot of us there. And it's a lot more nerve-wracking when it's just the two of you. It was fun for me because... Um, there were a lot of other people to mess up with, if you will. <laughs> it's if you, not just it's my not fault. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's your that, fault that's as, the well. Thinking as well. I, I don't say this to you know throw anyone under the bus, but that was my um, psyche. That was my mentality. Because uh, ADHD, rejection sensitivity, dysphoria. I take um, the criticisms really, really hard. And if I knew that it wasn't just me, I would be a little more at ease. Yeah, yeah. You you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't feel as much hurt Mm-mm. as if it was yes. like, you, bro, your match sucked. Like, it's you. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that in the next show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's not get too far ahead uh, first. Let's do first this one. So. But uh, it was also pretty daunting and complicated. Because, uh, How so? There were three teams, so you had to write a really complicated match. How did you do the match though? It's like one yes. player from uh, every uh, team. One, one, one member from. No, no, one. One member for two no, teams? No, no, no. Or one member God, for three? Now I can't three. remember. No, I think it was two members from two of the three teams. And then blind, uh, tag, tag, tag. Oh, you can so tag someone else. It's like WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If okay. I remember it correctly, but if someone else remembers it, the other way, then please let me know. Yeah, we can. You can go to the comments and correct us if yeah, you were yeah. you were a viewer of that match. Yeah. So, uh, we were booked slightly better because, de ba, nung first show we lost twice. Twice. Yeah. Ugh. We lost two matches and we lost twice. But this one, we were the last elimination because, um, 
I remember eliminating fighters for hire. You and, guys, did. yeah, I oh. pinned I pinned Joey Bax. Let's go! I was the one who pinned Joey Bax. I got a certain, uh, I mean, uh, a moral pin, if you will. Yeah, no, no, it, it it's a victory. Yeah, count it. Yeah, so I got the, you know, I got my first three count, and I got my first crowd reaction, I believe, to that three count. So it was like the closest thing I had at the time to a win. And then it was weird that Selena eliminate though. Because they were the most legit team, and I would, I think we would have rather, we should have just did uh, fighters for hire versus dual shock finals. Oh, so that for that match, okay, a lot more fun. But I also remember, I, I'm pretty sure I concussed Joey Bax with with that finish because uh, one of my signature moves was a jumping knee. You know, um, yeah. not not the busaiku that I I that do, you usually do, but yung jumping knee triple H. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the one where you The just... one that looks heavy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, what I wanted to do was, um, at the time, was I wanted to hit it from the back. So it looked like I was hitting it to uh, the back of the head. By back of the head, okay. And then, because I didn't practice that as much, I accidentally hit Joey backs for real in the back of the oh head. Oh my <laughs> God. And did you guys like, talk it yeah talk about yeah. it backstage yeah yeah i said sorry because i i i felt it but it was still a knee to the back of the head. that's the point of a knee to the back of your of your head oh so my god he said that no he was after so i'm pretty sure i gave him a concussion and i'm unsafe. so sorry no <laughs> yeah super unsafe i thought i knew how to do it you know you either just um hit the the upper back yeah, or you know what I do with the busaiku is I actually hit the shoulder, the shoulder mm. instead of the face. It looks like I hit your face, but my the side of my thigh is what's hitting your jaw in oh, in the busaiku. Okay. I didn't know how to do that then, and I should have practiced it a lot more. Uh, so yeah. When did you see this knee? What do you mean? Like you saw the knee on TV, and you were like, "I'm gonna take that move." In the video games, oh okay, Triple yeah, H, the best. It was Triple H's knee that I got. You took it. You yeah. took it. That specific guy. Mm. Okay, okay. Then after that, I stopped doing it commonly, even though I should have just practiced it until I debuted the Busaiku. Anyway. Um, because of that? Yeah, because you, of that. You were scared? Yeah, because I was scared. And okay. I, I stopped doing it from the back. That was dangerous. So you kept doing it in front? I, or... I, I remember doing it one time from the front and then scoring a pin with it. What? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in the future. You scored a pin with a, with a Triple H knee. Yeah, with a Triple H knee. Let's do it. Okay, let, let's go back to the match though. So, after pinning one, two, three, mm. the fighters are higher. Mm. So, you were left with... Beer Promdy. Beer Promdy? Mm. Okay, so how, how was that? I don't remember much anymore, but we did this one spot. The last, last episode, I mentioned how... Um, Peter and I weren't the same athletically. Like he was better than I am. Yes, you said that. And then we did this one quote unquote high risk spot that really emphasized how different we were and how how uh, inferior I was athletically. We scripted a double dive to the outside. So yung sahanya was the running topic on hilo, the one you see Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre do. No way, he cleared the ropes? Yeah, he cleared the, he cleared the ropes, but because our referee at the time, who I believe was Matt Rojas, uh, he made Dayasha, he leaned on the rope. Oh, so he you, didn't, you can so, lower. But, uh, I don't think he needed to do that, but he still did. So, no, for safety. For yeah, safety. for safety. So he was able to do that. And uh, I did a fall, not even a jump, not even a dive dive, but a, a fall from the top <laughs> rope to the outside. It was a crossbody. And that was like the highest spot I did, did at the time. Did the crowd call you out for like, no, you fucked up? No, man. no, I didn't fuck up. No, no, no. I mean, of course, there's some rest that wrestling fans would be like, oh, you messed up. You messed no, I up. didn't mess up. It was scripted, right? Yeah, it was scripted. Yeah. No, I, it was a crossbody. Technically, it was a diving crossbody, but okay. I didn't really jump into it. I mean, you made talon. Yeah, yeah. You just... I, it, was like, it was just like, I fell. I, you know, I, okay. I jumped off and fell. I didn't trip. I, I didn't. I. It's not falling and tripping. It's, I thought you did. No, 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 okay. no, no. I just, I just, you know, dove into it. I was like, I dove, no, no. I dove. Okay. <laughs> I dove into that crossbody. And the thing about wrestling, I say, is that 
a lot of it is like sleight of hand magic where um you can see you can hide something stupid or something bad by having someone else do something that's um do something that is really impressive that will catch the crowd's attention so it was kind of like that where uh people were so amazed oh peter cleared the rope he did the tope to the outside diba right? and uh i helped <laughs> i helped <laughs> i did my job <laughs> i did my job so it was a dive and you know people love dives everyone did the yeah. holy shit yeah. i guess i guess it yeah. holy shit uh looking back on it although i didn't know it at the time um i could have probably tried to do something like that the the floor doon sa mcs was not hard it was really hollow like if you knocked on it it was wood Oh my god! Yeah, so I, I I remember bumping on it one time. It wasn't hard at all. On the floor. On the floor, yeah. Oh wow! So talagang malam ni malambot pero alam mo yon. It's not as dense. You would have uh, no, you you would have. Uh, I would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. So I should have tried, but you know, the thing with that is because you need a lot of time in that venue to really you know to really know how to move in there and know what what works for you. So what happened after the dive? Did a great match. I would assume. Uh, I don't remember how great it was. I think it was okay. Um, Champre, it's a tag team match. Uh, the outcome was that the beer, beer prom they won again because they were the most over. Is this a, for a tag team championship? No, no, it no. wasn't. A, it was just you know, it was just a tag match because there were three teams. There were three tag teams. Ooh, because <laughs> uh, ano, nung Renaissance and Terminus, there weren't, or I believe. There was only one real tag team because there was one stable, see Royal Flush, that was classical Brian Leo, Robin Sane, uh, main. Oh my match. God! Are you serious? Robin yeah. Sane was part of it. Robin Sane was part of the first Royal Flush. Oh my God! Yeah. So uh, I don't remember him. I only remember you were there. Though. Yeah, you were. Yeah, because yeah. Robin Sane left PWR after Renaissance. Oh, okay. So he didn't last too long. Yeah. Okay. That's why you don't know. But I know because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, um, I still don't agree with Beer Promdi getting the kind of push that they got because they were really just characters. And then Mark Dimanala was admittedly the better guy on that team, and he was okay, but he had to carry <laughs> KT. <laughs> you know. But anyway, yeah, uh, there's not much I can change about that now. Although, um, I will say that losing. Stings, mm-hmm. even though it's a predetermined scripted sport, it it really stings because you wanna eh, get the feeling of of winning, even though it's a scripted sport. The win, because is you know the the pat on the back, you know the the you reassurance that you're doing a good job. Feel we, your we, glory. We right? are confident in you, but you know, uh, even though I I felt bad about that, I was I was never gonna. Fight yung ano yung booking decisions. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the kind of guy who would politic for myself. I never did. I you can ask any of the bookers I've worked with, uh, from um from Manila to fucking China. I never asked for anything. Not I was I don't I never found my I, even though even though I would be I guess in the position to ask for you know booking. Uh, you know. An outcome of the match, I I would ask for some booking, but I would never change the outcome of any match. Like when they would tell me that I would lose, and they told me this for like eight matches straight. Nah, you lose, you lose, you lose. You, someone else would go over. Uh, your your push would be taken from you. I say you know you had to improve. Okay, I I agreed. I I didn't fight back because I felt like fighting back would be, um, unprofessional. Yeah. Because you know how bad, but I mean, you're not you're not Hulk Hogan. I, I wasn't Hulk Hogan. You just started. You, yeah, you know. I I didn't want to have an ego as well. Like I wanted to be, even if people didn't think I was like the best communicator ever in the ring, I would at least do what they told me to do. Whatever the outcome was, yeah, that was you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was painful, but I never I never fought back. Like I. I pride myself on that. Maybe some fans who were disappointed that he never won much, or I wouldn't get my first championship until 
five years after, right? But I would much rather be known as someone who earned everything that I got creatively than someone who tried to politic their way to it. The thing about the egos that you hear about all the time, Backstage. it's true, it's true. As in, there were, I, I did hear stories of people overturning and refusing stuff, you know, fighting back against uh, particular decisions just because they didn't want to. You know? You've seen like actual people. I don't know if I've like seen, but I've heard. O- going over, like, let's say, you're in the same room as like ah no you're going you're going over no right? no no I, I I didn't see that in person but I did hear about it oh yeah did yeah. you win matches though outside of the country no you have no oh that that you ahoy yeah no but sometimes you know the, the no no just... no um the rule in wrestling because is if dayoka you don't win you probably do except for yapi because uh no she's she Filipino no so. no no. Because uh, she's with a big company, right? So um, you have to establish. No, no, no. The company would only clear her excursion. Oh, if, if the other company, which is our company, would follow what she or you know would follow what she, what they wanted for her. Yeah. So and it was a victory. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Wanted- Nina, yeah. Uh, one victory uh, over Nina's FPW. And then sa MWF, she wasn't the one to eat the pin. Oh, okay. So that was like clear off her books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So make her look strong, which is normal, which is normal. So true. When I, whenever I would go abroad, and I don't expect to win. Nobody expects to win when you're the visitor. Have you, have you asked them? Like, no. Why would know? I do that? I wasn't no, gonna, j- just out of, you know. No. Just, why, I know because you weren't going to be there to reap the rewards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The only people who got those kinds of wins were Crystal. Because Crystal, it was a guarantee for Crystal to come back. Oh, so she, because she won. Yeah, because they gave her the MyPW WrestleCon Championship before the pandemic. Still, is she still? No, she's not. Oh, she she's she not. lost it back in Malaysia. Okay. Uh, when they did that to her, it was parang a guarantee na, okay, we'll get you back. And you, you and will. Then... <laughs> and she did go back. Yeah, two years after. Yeah, yeah it's not her fault. <laughs> but, yeah, she did. At least she, you know, finished her commitment. Oh, she finished know? the story. <laughs> That's a different conversation for a different podcast. Yeah, uh, not for us. But Yun, um, I don't. When I go abroad, I don't expect to win. Uh, so it's only really here. The thing I say abroad is you're there for the experience, for the experience of training abroad and then wrestling abroad, and saying that okay, I am a journeyman. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. The consolation to all that is, I think. I was able to play any role or most of my roles well to the point where I did get over. People became fans and those fans wanted more from me even though I didn't really want that much for myself <laughs> at some point. Uh, I mean, I did before but not so much now. Now, <laughs> of course. Uh, I thought you were going to say something. Nope. <laughs> You're not going to trap me, sir. <laughs> Second bait of the <laughs> night. <laughs> Uh, one last thing but about Revolution X. So yes, I mentioned Kanina. I had a lot of hats. I yes, was, you had. I also had this hat. I became a creative consultant for that show. I say, uh, Stan and I, because we were analyzing wrestling on WWE on the podcast. Right? So the creative team at the time consulted us because they ran this angle where classical Brian Leo would defeat Mayhem Brannigan in that god awful. 30 minute Iron Man match. Nope. We did not have any business doing. I said we were super green. <laughs> but in that match, he won a championship shot. I said we, ju- we had just unveiled the PWR championship. Yeah. It was new. And then the finals was that, was that show. There was a main event JDL versus Bombay. Okay. So JDL was going to win. And then they had an idea that CBL would. Cash in his shot a la money in the bank. Was that the rule? What did you call that? Well, we didn't have a rule. It was just a thing that they proposed. Okay. So they asked us, parang, they were trying to legitimize it by asking the podcasters, the pundits, if that was a good idea. And what and did you guys say? <laughs> we, we said, yeah, because, you know, wrestling logic, the face should always be chasing, the heel should um, 
dominate. And that's why even though JDL was the first PWR champion, Brian Leo was the longest running PWR champion. Yeah, kind of noticed that too. So at the time, we thought it was a good idea, but knowing what we know now about classical Brian Leo, about Yusu, it was one of his politicking maneuvers to keep himself on top. Say he was a major, major self mark. Hot roll. No, no, Hot no. roll. No, I'm kidding. Is this, this is like pretty much canon. Na. The reason why he was on top at the time, a lot of times, was because he wanted to be there and he wanted to protect himself because he was a self mark for himself. And I, the reason I mention this is because I regret my role. Stan and I regret our role in legitimizing that. <laughs> so, like, after that, you guys talked about it like, hey. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how much it bothered JDL at the time. But oh, no he would become champion anyway. He, would, oh, okay. he was undeniable. The guy was undeniable. And he would, it, it was eventually going to be him, even though it took a while. Oh, yeah, it did. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not doing that again. Um, I also vowed that as long as I was an active wrestler or close to being an active wrestler, I would not do creative. Because I don't want to give myself the temptation of making myself look strong. And I don't want people to be able to say that this or that happened because... Because of you. Because of me. Or I ended up looking strong on the show, on the story, because, of, because I'm, I have the pen, pencil. You, you talk about that because you were an active wrestler. How about now on MWF? Did they ask you? Um, they to... don't ask me because they have... Um, they have writers. They have writers. Uh, William Elvin and I believe Veronica Shannon, Veronica Litton. I I think they handle that. I, and Tarek El Tayesh. Um, I believe they handle that. And they're more than capable. They, they're theater kids. Mm-hmm. So they know what they're doing. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's crazy. But there there's a direction. Bro, it's wrestling. Yeah, it's wrestling. <laughs> it's a crazy, so, it's it's crazy I, world. I, I mean... Have you seen Tony Khan stuff? I don't want to. I don't want to book all that stuff. Yeah, man. I, I would rather be an editor. No, at least like just you know ask an opinion. Have the yeah, idea. I would. I I I could like I could do the consultant thing. Yeah, but, okay. You there know, we go. I would rather not until like I'm for sure, for sure done with being an active wrestler. And that's your bait for the day. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That doesn't count. That doesn't count for me. I want you to say it like blatantly, like <laughs> with my whole chest. <laughs> yeah, with a whole chest, and you're gonna say, eh, "I think I'm ready for the comeback." You know. So, how about you know, describe the experience of wrestling in that space in MCS? You were doing the the three way tag. What was the experience like? Who very loud? What, what what's the what what do you feel going to college? Kapanana. At yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah 2015? Yeah, I was. If you were there, man, it was surreal. It was fucking crazy. The early PWR crowds, because they were super wild and super loud. Um, we packed a lot of people in the MCS arena. Because the tickets were cheap. It was only 250 250 man. 250 a pop. We didn't charge much because we didn't need much. Uh, because it was cheap, the news spread quickly creative industries so mm-hmm. we had a lot of advertising people uh, prod people music people and did you like expect it film or... people like, it was like... weird no I didn't know that that was who, were, who we were gonna attract I okay. thought we were gonna attract wrestling fans but I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize then that the creative industries would take a chance on us but then again now that you think about it now that I think about it it doesn't surprise me because this is an art form. This is a creative industry as well. Wrestling is a creative industry more than it is a sport. And being in, in the creative industry, a lot of us are wrestling fans too. So yeah. Or yeah. Like, you know. I thought the smarks or the marks and maybe the smarks. Yeah. Oh, wrestling in the Philippines, right? Yeah. That was Selim Pupunta. So I was really surprised. It was so crazy. We had actresses. We had starlets, uh, indie actresses who mm-hmm. were fans. Uh, there's even this one indie actress who was a fan of Ken Warren. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Ken Warren. Uh, we had music guys, musicians, uh, advertising people. One of my future, one of my bosses from years back was in that, was in a MCS crowd. 
He was looking at you and he was like, I'm gonna <laughs> hire this guy. No, he didn't know who I was. I wasn't wearing the mask. <laughs> Sinabi ko na sa kanya na, well, I'm with PWR. And then, um, ah, kasi, uh, one of my friends and one of the referees in PWR, yun yung boss namin. Oh, so, okay. hinatak sila. So, yun. That's why. Maraming support talaga. It was crazy. Uh, those were the best crowds that we ever got to this day. Um, maybe not, well, The, the TJP show. I no, think. yeah, the Power Mac crowd was great too, but iba yung energy ng MCS Arena crowd. Din. I don't know, man. Something about that. Uh, you didn't. You weren't there. No, no, no. Were I you meant, there? No, but when I was, I you showed me the clip. Oh. You showed me the match, oh. right? I mean, if I can compare, like watching any kind of PWR show mm. after that, mm. the Power Mac stuff that you guys were doing and MWF, oh. I'd be like. Yo, a lot of people are just banging like whatever. I don't think they mind. Nah, that you guys were. were and, yeah, I don't think they mind. It's just that finally a wrestling show yeah, in yeah. the Philippines. That was the energy. Yes, yeah. that was the energy. That's why they gave us so much love. And sayang lang kasi I wish they were here now when we were so when we are so much oh, better. Oh man, diba? Um, it was kind of. Sad for me that they were only there for our rough years, but the prices went up. We did we did different um, did different cities, different venues. You lost your original audience. Yeah, uh, Sundays, but then um, it's hard to justify a show on a Sunday. No, <laughs> but no. But we still get the people. Um, I was super green, but those shows made me feel like a real star. And I, I just wish that we would we could do that all over again with how we are now. Oh no, I think it's gonna be on the way. I mean, with the amount of media oh. that's covering, yeah, iba pa rin eh. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Especially with the rush of wrestling right now, I don't think. I think right now, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three is like probably the best time. But to be it's wrestling. it's never gonna be MCS. Oh, okay. not even MWF when they started in MCS, they couldn't replicate that. Oh, I'm gonna mostly because um, PWR had a head start that was you know that's an impression, but I don't know they no one in a novelty and they couldn't do that and so that's how I know we're not gonna get those again. I'm gonna take the positive side and I'm a okay. I think I'm gonna promote. No, oh, bro, <laughs> no way, I would. No, I love. I just love wrestling in general. That I don't mind how green it is. I'm gonna promote the shit out of it. I'm good. I'm good. I love it. I love all it. All right. All right. All right. That's it for Revolution <laughs> X 2015. My second show. My third match in front of. All oh, right, because you had this. Oh man, two matches in one night. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That was a mess. Yeah. Uh, ABL. Yeah. Tell where, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, where they can find me. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter if you want anything on you know random stuff on Instagram. That's you know whatever basketball <laughs> wrestling at Abel It's whatever. Yeah, at Abel and Selma. Same on Twitter, but on Twitter that's where I go off on pro wrestling. Uh huh. So yeah, that's you can right. talk to me there. Me and Ro get into it sometimes. <laughs> How about you, Ro? Where 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 can people find uh, you? Well, if you're listening to this, you probably already know where to find me. But if not, You can follow me on Instagram, shang.daddy, S-H-A-N-G dot D-A-D-D-Y. That's where I post the wrestling stuff, uh, thirst traps, highlight reels, commentary clips, pretty much my dump, my, my diary, if you will. Uh, I talk about wrestling and uh, our podcasting on Twitter, at Roizwar, R-O-I-S-W-A-R. And that's where you can talk wrestling with me and Abiel. Yeah, on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yes, on Twitter. Uh, next episode, we are gonna get into my first ever singles match in front of a crowd. So Finally. that is that is a doozy, and I can't wait to talk about it because it's it's a right mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm not gonna lie. When I watched it, I was like, oh, I can't wait to just like 
throw off row for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's <laughs> okay, not. Well, we we will keep the people waiting for I guess one more week. <laughs> yeah. See you guys next week then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Unmasked Podcast, the Chronicles of Romaran and Sandata. For my co-host Abel Anselmo, formerly of Wrestling After Work. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> this is your scribe Romaran saying goodbye. Um, stay safe, be nice, don't be a dick. Please do not be a dick. We have, there's too many of those in the world right now, and we don't need any more. And we'll see you in the next episode. All right, all right, peace. Yeah, we're time, we're out of time. <laughs>